Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, man of the hour of power powers, Joe Shortridge. Hello. And his slightly infamous sister, me. <laughs> You're famous. In my own mind. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we Joe are dorks. I, oh my God. Joe and I are in the weirdest moods today. We're just being goofballs today. I don't know why. Um, it's probably because it it's dark at five o'clock yeah. and I feel like we should be in, you know, la la land by this time. It's only seven o'clock. <laughs> it's the only time seven we're, o'clock. <laughs> we're old fuddy duddies <laughs> right now. You know, it's like back in the day, we wouldn't be even going out until like 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Like we'd, I'd start getting ready at nine. Mm-hmm. We'd, I get to my friend Kendra's at 10. We'd pregame a couple drinks and then we'd be out at like 11 o'clock till like, I don't know, you know, until the bars closed down. Now it's like 7.30. I'm like, ugh, I got to go to bed <laughs> and play on my phone. I need to get my phone time in before I go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. Um, you know, this is interesting. Uh, Joe and I, you know, hope you enjoyed our show last week with it my was friend so much Steve. Fun. You know, he is a world famous uh, comedian. And I've been wanting to get him on the show for a long, long time. And, you know, he's, he's traveled so much. But I really mm. uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it wasn't totally paranormal, even though he did share some of his paranormal experiences with us. But it's always fun having, I think, you know, a n- national comedian on the show. Yeah. A friend. And, you know, he did like talk about his books a lot. And, like you said, he did so, not so much paranormal, but he did have a lot of paranormal experiences that he yeah. talked about. But it's like we got done recording and we started talking about more paranormal stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. But no, it was a good show. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, you guys seem He's to got some it. great books. Yeah. Wait till you read this one. I started reading um, The Dark Itch. So it's basically the confessions of a killer comedian. Kind of semi-autobiographical. It's really good. I'm going to probably finish it up tonight. He does kill every audience that he's in front of. <laughs> yeah, he gets paid to be funny, and we're just sitting here not making no money off of it. Absolutely. Um, Joe and but I, we do have a Patreon page open, yes. and we do have donation button yes. on our website. We support the show. Every, sh- every um, show that we do, I put the link in the show description also to yeah. donate. And um, I haven't put the Patreon up there yet. Because honestly, I forgot the password. Oh, <laughs> I'll get it to you. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get that link up there. I did want to say uh, that you know Christmas is coming up, so remember your favorite podcast hosts in your Christmas list. <laughs> hey, we got some great T-shirts. They're good quality. Yeah, you could um, give them as gifts. I ordered a couple shirts off there, and uh, they turned out really nice. Yeah, uh, I did order a jacket. And the jacket I got was too big. Yeah. So, so we're going to raffle that off. Yeah, you guys, you could win some merch, some swag from us. Well, you know, it's you won't be able to choose the size because this jacket is an extra large. I think it's a 2X, isn't it? No, I, I ordered an extra large. Oh, but it looks but like it's, a 2X. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, we'll keep watching the Facebook page or our Instagram. We'll, we'll figure out how... Uh, we're going to raffle that off and maybe mm-hmm. we'll throw in a K2 meter or something. Yeah, you know, just something else. Because I and the jacket's really nice. Wouldn't everybody love a brand new K2 meter for Christmas? In the pocket of a brand new two jacket. Two, two jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the K2 meters we have up for sale also. Yeah. Um, if you want one, just message us. I have it up on... No, well, I it's take on that, my Poshmark page. It's on your Poshmark page, but I have it on facebook marketplace so yeah. i don't want 
and also have it on offer up. Yeah. But best ways go to Jen's Poshmark page because I'm telling you, if with Christmas coming up, funds are always low. Yeah. But hard. you can get some really nice deals on clothes on Jen's page. It's every time we go to an event, we're sourcing. She goes to different outlets, <laughs> different. You know, we've stopped at factories. We've stopped at yeah. the the uh, actual stores that are like um, I can't remember that. We went to Kate Spade. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I don't know how you get these connections, but Jen finds some really good prices on stuff, and the, that's right. She sends a or <laughs> passes the savings on to you. Oh my gosh, we do, we do. I just want to tell everybody if you hear anything beeping in the background i put a rem pod in my back room so joe and i are taping in my house today because why not tape in a haunted house yeah. right well we did record steve's show la- last night mm-hmm. so the show that you're listening to now is going to come out after his yeah but we set up here and jen was like let's just record in the house tomorrow yeah. night i was going to run a microphone in the other room where the rem pod's sitting but i didn't get to it well, so here's the thing so one of our guests, Ken Bentley, is a psychic medium. And pick, when I had a reading with him at um, Stimson Hospital, he told, asked me flat out, he's like, do you have a doll in your house? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, a haunted doll. Yeah. It wants to be let out of the cabinet. I've had that in the Shh. cabinet for over a year now because I just, I, I, I don't want it. Showing up in different rooms or whatever. <laughs> Don't want to wake up with it on top right. of you. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. No, but um, so I got it out of the cabinet today and I put it in the back room where I have had and still have, even today, had some activity. It's a bedroom, but I, I use it as my closet because mm-hmm. my house is so old. The closets are like little tiny narrow doors. So I just use the whole thing as my dressing room or whatever you call it and it's a mess right now because i just threw everything in there when i had guests coming yesterday (laughs) (laughs) so anyways um i put the rem pod up and it was going off yeah when i was in the room and then i took that doll in there which is it's like a raggedy andy doll and set it next to it it was going off yeah now it stopped it stopped now but you actually said I'm going to walk out of the room. When you walked out of the room, it started up again. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that we'll catch something while we're taping the podcast here. Um, so if you hear a REM pod in the background, mm-hmm. you know, you'll know. And we'll we'll try to alert to it. And who knows? Maybe we'll capture some EVPs or voices on the recorders yeah. while we're here. Joe, I have some paranormal news okay. for our Let's listeners. Let's do some news this week. Yeah, this is um, interesting. The biggest hunt for the Loch Ness Monster in 50 years is about to begin. A visitor attraction in Scotland, of course, is um, the hunt for Nessie. And they are going to have 100 monster hunters descending on the Loch Ness this weekend for what organizers claim is the biggest Nessie search for um, more than 50 years. Um, they don't expect to find anything, but the, excuse me, the Loch Ness Center, which is a visitor attraction in Scotland, has announced earlier this month that it was looking for a budding, looking for budding monster hunters to help with the search um, for the Loch Ness monsters, which they're calling the giant surface watch. You know, because it yeah. usually breaks the surface. Now, Loch Ness is not 
normally a very um what do you call it turbulent type yeah, water it's, it's a, usually very it's a calm lake calm sometimes you will get some little waves and stuff if they have winds but the way if you ever looked into the way that those locks were carved out by the glaciers and then it melted it's almost like in a valley yeah. so you don't get that like mm-hmm. turbulent rain you know or what do you call it like the storms come through yeah like they, you would in the great mm-hmm. lakes or anything like that the spokesperson for the Loch Ness Center said that more than 200 people have signed up um, to attend the search while over 100 more plan to take part in it virtually which is interesting um, the center promises the search will be called the largest of its kind since the group the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau studied the lock in 1972 Scientific research suggests there's nothing monstrous lurking beneath the waves, but DNA evidence from 2019, they did, you know, how they do what they call ecological mm-hmm. DNA, where basically they, they sweep the waters yeah. to see what's in there. Um, they found a lot of eel DNA, but it didn't rule out like overgrown eels in there. They also said that Loch Ness is so low in nutrients, it's unlikely that it would support a large... Um, like a plesiosaur type yeah, animal. Yeah, something that's more like eats plants mm-hmm. or like that. But it didn't rule out the theory that there may be a large predator, predatory creature, a massive ancient reptile um, living in there. So interesting. Very interesting. I always wondered... What the fish population of the lock was, or the lake, as we call it, mm-hmm. if there's enough fish that it can survive, and we don't know if it's a low metabolizing animal, mm-hmm. you know, it could eat once a week or that. We don't know. Right. And, you know, we talk about like plesiosaurs and all that. They're a huge dinosaur, but how do we know that their metabolism wasn't super slow? I mean, we. We are obviously not around when they were, mm-hmm. so we can't study what they what they eat or really, you know, I mean, they can judge them on the fossils of the teeth and that and see if they're plant eaters or meat eaters, but we don't know because you have, like, crocodiles live in the lakes. Mm-hmm. They're meat eaters, but you also have fish that eat plants only, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't know. Well, it who knows? I mean, it could be something like that sucks in the water and gets the plankton out of it. Yeah. You know, like a whale. Yeah. Like a whale shark and or something along those lines. Look how big a whale is. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's got to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we don't know how this thing metabolizes. The interesting thing is most, I would say mammals, have to surface to get air. Mm-hmm. Now, sharks don't. Fish don't. Maybe this is something amphibious that doesn't have to surface. Maybe it does, and maybe it's nocturnal. Maybe it only comes up by the pole, yeah. you know, the pole of the moon. Yeah. One of the really interesting things about Loch Ness, if you guys um, dig into the actual physicality of the lake, the murky waters always remain around five degrees. Always, which is so temperature wise. You mean mm-hmm. so that'd be centigrade, right? Um, no, five, just five degrees. Cause that'd be frozen. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's gotta be centigrade. 
So what would that be? That'd be about 48, 50 degrees. Okay. Which is, you know, interesting. It doesn't heat up. It doesn't freeze. It's just chilly all the time. Yeah. Which is interesting because you would think, you know, summertime it would it would heat up. Mm-hmm. But the waters are so murky. They say it's like what they call brackish water, yeah. I think. And um, like if you're in, you can't see more than like a foot. Yeah. Like if you're on a boat and you look down, you can't see more than like a foot under, which is creepy. And that allows it to have a creature that is hard to see because they can't do, you know, normal diving where they can just dive down and look for it because just the visibility mm-hmm. is so bad. Now, you know, being that it stays at the same temperature, I wonder if there's a natural spring that feeds that. Could be. Because if there is a natural spring that feeds it, that'd be a lot more nutrients that are coming in. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, maybe the, Nessie stays near that spring and that's how she gets her nutrients. We don't know. Yeah. The first sighting of the Loch Ness Monster was by St. Columbia. He came face to face with the the beast in 565 AD. So this thing is ancient. I mean, that's, that makes you wonder is, are these, is it one or is it a bunch? Maybe there's only one left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like that. Do you remember, I think we talked about before, the shark, the Greenland shark that's like 600 yeah. years old. It's got like one eye. Yeah. But it's still alive. It's still floating still around. still swimming. And there's the divers actually go up and pet it and stuff because it's been around so long and knows what humans are. Right. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder about this because if he saw something back then, to me, I would say there's been a bunch of them mm-hmm. and we just haven't seen them because... Loch Ness, like you said, you can't see 10 feet in front of you. And if there's an animal down there or you know, that can evade humans, like if we're sending down divers, it knows where the humans are, so it goes the other side. Mm-hmm. Just like we mentioned last week with Steve about Bigfoot. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting. Why can't they get a little mini submarine down there, right? Like, But the thing is, like, the visibility is so bad. Live in a mini yeah. <laughs> the visibility is bad and the same idea is just like I said, yeah. you know, the thing could sense that there's something coming towards it. So mm-hmm. it moves away. Um, do you want to hear some more paranormal yeah, news? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. This, this, this is, is all, this is kind of a news show anyways. Well, one of the, you know, as a, a lover of mystery, history and antiques and antiquities, the one thing I've always wanted was a actual real authentic vampire killing kit okay there's one up for auction oh can you buy it um an antique brass trim wooden box hold all the tools that you might be required to have in order to slay a vampire including a 19th century bible crucifixes and a pistol it's going up for auction at the hansen auctioneers for 2500 to 3700 dollars. oh you can afford that yeah just put on your credit card well, I don't have that much open on my cards. Um, it's lined with crimson silk, and inside the lid it is decorated with an oval enamel painting showing Christ's res- resurrections. Um, next to that painting is an ivory carving of a wolf wearing a hooded robe carrying rosary beads. And the listing doesn't mention any vampires, but it has eight compartments. It holds the New Testament, published in 1842, a knife with a silver blade, a percussion cap, pocket pistol, pliers, crucifixes, rosary beads, and a vial with a metal lid that has 
contents unknown. Oh. A small bottle containing shark's teeth, possibly. Um, You know, vampire lore goes back over a thousand Mm. years, probably longer than that. They've found um, suspected vampires buried with stones in their mouth or pinned in place with rocks or bars. But this is up for auction. I would love to have it if anybody out there is rich wants to buy it for me. If anybody has a haunted museum or is trying to open a haunted museum, that'd be a great item for their museum. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the guy with all the money is buying the, all the the haunted objects. I probably <laughs> got this yeah. one. <laughs> Send it to me. You know, we talk about vampires, and I know that you've writ- written about vampires. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, we talk about Bigfoot, and we talk about aliens and that. And to me, aliens and Bigfoots are out of all the paranormal stuff, the more believable. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know that much about vampires, but it's one of those things that could it be real? Could it be, you know, I don't know. Is it my- mythical? Is it legend? Is it lore? Is it real? I mean, if you think about it, you know, there's a huge subset of vampirism in New Orleans. You yeah. know, these people that actually drink other people's bloods and live their life. Oh, you mean, yeah, as in real life vampire yeah. type things. Um, live their life as a vampire. So, I mean, yes, technically they could exist. Now, are we talking about the ones with like supernatural powers? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Mm, it, I don't know. Because we've heard so many stories about dogmen. Mm-hmm. The... Dire wolf, is it? Mm-hmm. The big wolves. Yeah. We've heard stories of the vampire crypt in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yes. You guys which we have been to, and it's listen amazing. Listen to the show we did on it. It's so interesting. We've got to go back, you know. And well, but tell me a little bit about vampires. I mean, it's, I don't know that much about them. Well, in 1855, there was a story um, about a really gruesome murder of a bride by her new husband. And this kind of sparked this whole um, resurgence of, like, that Victorian vampire type story, it really came out of people's being scared of getting rabies because they would get bit by bats okay. or wolves sometimes or other weird animals and then become, you know, it basically makes you go insane. Yeah. And you froth at the mouth and, you know, all, then you eventually die from the rabies. Um, but in 1855, there was a reporter who wrote for a play or a publication called Brooklyn Daily Eagle and he reported on a gruesome murder of a bride by her new husband. The story came from the French countryside where the woman's parents had initially prevented the couples and or was trying to prevent the couple from getting engaged. On account of the strangeness of the conduct sometimes aver- observed by the the young man the parents eventually consented and the marriage took place, but shortly after the newlyweds withdrew and consummated their bond, there were fearful shrieks coming from the quarters. Now, people quickly arrived to find the poor girl in agonies of death. Her chest was torn apart, uh, lacerated in a horrible manner, and the wretched husband, in a fit of raging madness, he was covered with blood, had actually devoured a portion of her booby um and the bride died shortly later they couldn't figure out what made him go mad Mm -hmm. like this um he had previously had been bitten by a strange dog so they thought the madness um 
from dog to human was only possible in, you know, legends or whatever. So they said it could have been a case of rabies, Mm -hmm. but they chalk it up to that this guy was um, a nefarious monster who had impulses and, you know, just murdered her. So it it was a real story, but it was was interesting, you know, those type of cases um you know fearing wolves and mad dogs and fire come out of the cholera and the typhoid and the diphtheria panic Mm -hmm. those diseases people really didn't understand people would be frothing at the mouth and contorting you know i'm sure what would that be like their muscles maybe spazzing or whatever medical type thing so i think it's it's interesting rabies still does kill tens of thousands of people globally every year which is that weird would make sense in this modern time yeah you know that people are getting rabies but that would make sense that they would think that the vampires turn into bats then yeah because the bats were spreading the diseases too mm-hmm. yeah and you know every culture has bats in it right and they're come out at night and mm-hmm. they're spooky and they get in your hair your beehive <laughs> or whatever that was your in the weave. 50. <laughs> your weave you got bats in your weave <laughs> <laughs> that would be my case but no you know it's you can see where these legends and things come mm-hmm. about and Could you had- there be a subset of you know long-living immortals somewhere maybe 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 not i mean look at some of these photos you see of these actors and they find photos of them people look just like them just like them back in the 1600s and 1400s and you know because paintings and there was one i just saw of um a roman goddess Mm -hmm. or maybe it was a greek thing but i think it was a roman um carving out of, out of stone mm-hmm. and they matched it up perfectly with michael jackson as he <laughs> looks with all after all his surgery and his broken noses and oh my god but they put this statue half face with mm-hmm. michael jackson everything lined up perfectly maybe he was trying to get his face to look like that you never know i mean he was into egyptian stuff he was in, yeah, a lot of things. There was, this is really interesting. This is kind of along the lines, but not. I just saw an interview with um, Tara Manning, who was an actress in Hollywood. And she was stating there's this thing where they tell people if they want to be famous or mm-hmm. they want to make it in the show business or music business or whatever it is. You have to drink what they call the golden juice. Oh, really? And it's basically gives you eternal life. So, you know, maybe there is something to this Mm -hmm. that you maybe come back in different life forms or different different times. I don't know. I think it's a little hokey myself, but I wouldn't put it past people in Hollywood or other entertainment genres Mm -hmm. to try to manipulate people to control them. Maybe to get their money, yeah, to um, exploit them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a sad. But, I lived in Hollywood. It's not. It's glitzy and glamorous, but it's also lipstick on. Yes, just. Bleh. But I mean, you look. <laughs> I wouldn't go back. Look at vampires and vampirism, and you do see real historical figures. Um, can't remember the girl's name, the woman's name that would actually bathe in. Um, the yeah. blood of Bathory. Yeah. Bathory. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Now that's a vampire. She right. may not be the, well, she is a blood sucking, you know, vampire. Mm-hmm. 
she may not turn into a bat and fly into places, but that was or or Vlad the Impaler. Sure. I would consider him a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, we just have energy vampires. People yeah. who suck the life out of you, your energy out of you, right? Mm-hmm. You're like these Karens who, uh, you know, want to argue with you all day. Energy vampires phone. are the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I know, like you just you know said the I'm same thing, to, but you know, yeah, the, there's real at. energy vampires that will suck your energy spiritually mm-hmm. emotionally. or emotionally. We had a couple times been at conventions and things and had people come up to us and you could just tell they just, you know, like your spidey sense goes mm-hmm. off, right? Just like. I don't even want to talk to this person. It's just bad, dark it, energy. Yeah, and like not, and I'm not judging people, right? Whatever they're into, they're into. But sometimes you get that sense, like, say you're in a dark parking lot, mm-hmm. you know, and you feel like somebody's watching you, and you know something bad's gonna happen. And you run to your car and you get in your car and you take off. You know, you know when mm-hmm. you know, you know. And I think that has something to do with attachments. Mm. A lot of people don't realize and, you know, being in the field that we're in and going to these locations, doing ghost hunts, we're always telling the ghosts, come talk to me, come talk to me, you know. Even having a welcome mat on your front door is, they said, can invite spirits. Really? Spirits in. Yeah, they said, don't put a welcome mat. Then why did you buy me one? I I know, did I? (laughs) (laughs) But. Because you need a date, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) There's any single paranormal girls out there? There you go. That look like Bernie Dexter. That no, any it doesn't matter what they look like. But um, no, it attachments are real. You know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, there's so many psychics out there that can see attachments on people. Yeah. And I've been talking to people about that, and they say that when they see attachments on people, it's usually a black, like, form that's mm-hmm. actually attached to their body, like. Like your aura field? You your mean? aura field will have a big black spot in it. Or oh. they'll actually, I was talking to the one girl, and she said that when she sees people with attachments, she sees almost like a cancerous tumor on their backs or their <gasps> sides or wherever the attachment oh, is. weird. And the only way you can get rid of that is going through cleansings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But knowing that, you know, with my life coaching stuff and knowing that the law of attraction is a real thing and the way that our bodies put out the energy literally put out energy yeah and she said that they attach onto your energy fields and will actually draw that energy out and you have no clue that you have an attachment you just have things like bad luck or you have Mm -hmm. things where you know woe is me feelings and stuff like that where you're energy is being drained and your vibration is going down so yeah. low that you're sick all the time. You're doing, you know. Yeah, you can't get out of a funk. Yeah, and she like said that a, a lot of that is a, an attachment which becomes a, a energy vampire. Sure, which could turn into a, an oppression, mm-hmm. depression, possession. Possession, <laughs> poltergeist, stuff yeah. like that because your lower vibration draws in lower vibration. That's why we say with the law of attraction and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, we put out these videos like I have on YouTube. If you ever want to, you know, if you're having trouble sleeping or you want to get more money, I have videos on YouTube on my year of profit page. Mm -hmm. And the reason why these work is because of the vibration. We always talk about raise your vibrations Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And your body does put out that energy. 
It's like, you know, they say go take a walk in the forest yeah. or take shoes off and walk in the lawn. Mm-hmm. The ions, or is it ions? Yeah, ions. And in the um, forest, you have the energy, but you also have yeah. what they call tree pans. It's an actual it cl- chemical that comes up and you breathe it in and stuff. It cleanses the negative out and brings in the positive. So you're like literally recharging yourself yeah. when you go out. I do it all the time. I like I don't care if it's cold out. I'll go walk around in the front yard or the backyard mm-hmm. <laughs> in my bare feet. Yeah. And just stand there and just ground yourself to the ground or to the earth's energy. Yeah, and I can't do that in my house because I have an acorn tree. I have, a, I have an <laughs> so, oak tree, and there's acorns, and the they, biggest acorn tree you've ever seen in trying your to life. Walk, <laughs> yeah, trying to walk in the grass and stepping on acorns. I'm like, and the squirrels barking at them. Yeah, but no, I mean, when we talk about vampires and vampirism, to me, energy vampires would be the most believable because I've talked to so many psychics that say that when you get an attachment, they can actually see the attachments yeah. on people. Yeah, and if you think you have an attachment, go go talk to, you know, maybe a psychic or a medium or somebody who does Reiki or energy work. Just don't go to anybody. Go, yeah. You know, go to somebody who's been doing it for a while who, or maybe is known for it because you don't want to mess it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to go and, you know, your old Uncle Charlie will try it on you. He might make it worse. That's it. You know, these <laughs> when we go to conventions, we see Reiki mm-hmm. healers. Mm-hmm. They then they actually call themselves master healers. And that's it's because they've been through the training and yeah. the understanding and know how to do this stuff. I mean, you can meditate, stuff like that, but I wouldn't try energy healing on yourself unless mm-hmm. you go online and, you know, you look up one of my videos and, you know, the sleep videos at the year of on Facebook, on, uh, <laughs> Facebook. Check it but out. no, that's designed a little different. You're not doing it on yourself. You're laying in bed mm-hmm. and you have those tones or those affirmations that are going in. You know, if you ever want to get a Reiki healing session, Mm -hmm. go to the conventions and find these people that are doing it. We know some fantastic Reiki people that have studied and honed their crafts. And, you know, honestly, that's one thing I've never done is I've never had a Reiki healer. Well, we're always so busy at our tables when we're at the conventions. We only have time to go and take an hour to go have a healing session or 30 minutes or whatever. I mean, I know we have to make time to do it. Yeah. You know, I know Dana, my best friend Dana had a Reiki session done and she said that she could actually feel the energy going out of her fingertips and stuff. So it, it energy healing and, you know, energy, what do you call that? Um, energy work. Yeah. I don't know what else. It works, Yeah, you know, and it's because it all works with vibration and stuff. And we're all about vibrating, vibrating, vibrating at the right tones to heal your body. And you know, you, there's even music therapy out there and that's kind of what my, my, keep going back to all music therapy it is but that's kind (laughs) of what i go you know my videos kind of go back to is it's music therapy and by laying in bed having those videos playing in the background you're not watching them you're just listening to them Mm -hmm. it actually will help you and the affirmations help you too for sure i mean i try i do it all the time Mm -hmm. i listen to a ton as many as i can like motivational things or Mm -hmm. affirmations or um you know, like the sleep ones that Joe, yeah. Joe recommends. I, I really like those. But it, it puts me to sleep, right? Like, yeah. I, well, that's not the that idea. I have any trouble that's ever <laughs> sleeping because that's my favorite thing to do besides eating. Uh, but no, it's 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 interesting. You know, it's you know to go from we're talking about vampires and now mm-hmm. we're talking about energy. Now we're talking about sleep. You but know, it's, it's all the same thing. It all kind of correlates. Yeah, it, it's so cool. It's interesting. Do you want to hear something interesting? I'd listen yeah. to. 
I don't know how I, I'm on the fence on um, lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and astral projection and stuff yeah. like that because I was actually thinking about this a couple nights ago. I'm like, when I go to sleep, I just want to sleep. I don't want to rest. I don't right? want to work in my dreams. <laughs> you know, You're but like, a lot rest. of people use lucid dreaming to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, I know Edison. He he used lucid dreaming a lot, oh. and he learned and. He invented a lot of his stuff in his sleep. That's interesting. But so I tried it. I put on a lucid dreaming thing. And what they did was you laid down for the first 10 minutes. It was, exp- you know, talking and I fell asleep. But they said to know that you're dreaming, take your hands and you're laying down in bed and it says, mm-hmm. put your hands straight up and then touch one, the tips of one finger into the palm of the other. And so I did it. Mm-hmm. And they said, now do it again and do it. They, they, it's like a little training exercise. The weirdest thing. What? In my dream, I did that. <gasps> Interesting. I didn't do it. On, you know, it was during a dream and I remembered it. So was I lucid dreaming by doing what they said in my dream? Yeah. Or was it a suggestion that I just fell asleep and dreamt that? <laughs> but it was so weird That's because I actually did it in the dream. Yeah. And that's when I woke up in the morning. I'm like, holy crap, I did it. I don't think I was lucid dreaming, but I did what I was told in sleep while I was awake in my dream. I always have these weird, weird dreams, and they're always frightening or terrifying or scary in the first like five or 10 minutes I fall asleep. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like terrified. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around. And I'm like, was it a dream? Is this something <laughs> really going on? And my heart's going and my adrenaline's rushing. Have you ever had like adrenaline rush through your body? Like, Oh, yeah. I used to have these weird episodes where the adrenaline would rush through my body to the point where I thought I was going to pass out. And hmm. I don't know if that was, it wasn't. Is that a panic attack? I don't know. Because I've never had one. I don't know what they, they say is like a the panic attacks. No. They say they think you're having a heart attack. No, this was like, like I could feel it flowing through my body. It was the weirdest thing. Hmm. I'm like, why is this happening? You know, it was, it was weird because you can't control it. It just yeah. happens. Um, kind of like nightmares, you know, yeah. you try to like, I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. And then you fall asleep and. You know, you're biting somebody's finger off, <laughs> and they wake up, and the lady's yelling, "You bit my finger!" And I woke up, and I'm like, "Ooh!" <laughs> I had to look at my own fingers. I'm yeah. hoping I didn't bite my own finger off in my sleep. Maybe it was the neighbor <laughs> that visited you. Could have been because she probably came and visited you again I know, because you didn't say bad. anything last time, and this time you bit her finger. <laughs> She's not going to visit you again. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, anyways, yeah, I digress. But uh, yeah, t- this show was kind of just a, a up in the fun. air type. We we haven't read news in a while, no. and we did get an email from someone and asked us about our favorite locations. But unfortunately, we're running out of time, and we will keep that for another yeah. time. Or you can come to a convention that we're speaking at and yes. hear about it then. Absolutely. But we want to thank you for listening this week. We really appreciate you, and uh, we always say, please hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button if it's if that's what it's called. It's the same thing. Doesn't cost you anything. And if you do want to help out the show, we have on our website a spot for a monetary donation, or we have a Patreon page that you can go to and become a Patreon. We have some great stuff on there. But uh, the main thing is just share the show with your friends. Share it on your Instagram feeds, Instagram stories. Anytime you know, 
Mm-hmm. If you want to share it on the X, do it on the X. Just share the show. Tell everybody so we can get the word out. And uh, we want to thank you. But stay tuned. Next week we have an author called Asa Swift is on the show. We just finished before we record this. We interviewed um, Asa, and it, it was actually really interesting. He's a kind of an interesting guy. So stay yeah. tuned for that next week. Arnett, Jen. Yo, what up? Got anything to say? Um, just everybody have a really good week. You know, don't let people suck your life force. Yes. Don't let the you. energy vampires you know, cling to your back. No, I'll just say this one word of wisdom that I, this is my, one of my new things. No is a complete sentence. It's yes. okay to say no sometimes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no is. Because, you know, we, we we as people pleasers have a hard time saying no. And those are those energy vampires coming in. It's okay. Sometimes you just say no. And you don't have to explain why. Yes. <laughs> but anyways. All right. Have a great one, guys. We will talk to you next week yeah. with Interview with Asa. Stay tuned for a and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.